Hey guys, welcome back and thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Sherry. Today's case is one I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Christina Grimmy was a rising star with a huge future ahead of her. She could have been another Taylor Swift. She had a beautiful voice and was known to adore her fans. One night, an obsessed fan decided to take that from her. This is episode 93, The Murder of Christina Grimmy. This story takes place in 2016. Pokemon Go was all the rage. There were clowns popping up on street corners at night just to freak people out. The Chicago Cubs won the World Series. President Obama declared a state of emergency due to the Flint water crisis. And lastly, Facebook said they were going to crack down on fake news articles. Christina Victoria Grimmy was born March 12, 1994, in New Jersey. Her parents are Tina and Bud. Christina has an older brother named Marcus. Now, Marcus was less than two years older than Christina, so these two are very close in age, basically like a set of twins. Marcus and Christina were best friends who just happened to be brother and sister. They were both raised in New Jersey. When Christina was six years old, her parents began noticing something about her, something different. They noticed Christina showing an interest in music, not just dancing to songs like little kids do. Like, she was learning them on piano. She taught herself how to play piano at age 10, which is pretty impressive. She also loved to sing. She had a good voice, and her parents are like, okay, we may have something super special here. So they supported her any way they could as she was growing up. Marcus, her brother, was also interested in music. Marcus is a guitarist, and he and Christina made lots of music together in their living room, and it was great having another musician in the house to lean on. Marcus and Christina both shared another love, and that was video games. They spent lots of years playing video games together, so much so that when they got older, they got matching tattoos, and one said player one, and the other said player two. That's got to be so cool to have a brother or sister so close in age. They watched a lot of Cartoon Network and would often quote Spongebob to each other. All the while, Christina is showing signs of something huge. I know every parent wants to believe their child is destined for stardom. I certainly do myself. But Christina was beyond that. Like, she fit the mold of a pop star. This girl was going to go places if she kept practicing and doing her singing and piano routines every day. A friend of Christina's said she remembered they were in the third grade together, and Christina could listen to a song and identify the harmonies. She'd be like, this is the alto and this is the tenor. And her friends are just like, what? (laughs) Christina was also known for her love for Jesus and attended church every week. She told people, 
I'm a full-on Christian. Jesus is my Savior, and I love him, and I sing for him. She also got a tattoo of her favorite Bible verse. Christina is very close with her parents. Her mother had breast cancer three times, and it was hard on the family, but they were all just so wonderful and supportive of one another. In 2009, Christina is 15 years old. There's this new platform where videos can be posted called YouTube. It had actually been around for a few years, but it wasn't like it is today. But videos were beginning to take off, and some had even went viral by 2009. Christina learns of YouTube and decides she's going to get some recordings of her in her bedroom singing at her keyboard. Her friends have been telling her, you need to do this, trust me. She created an account using the name Zelda Love 64. So Christina records herself playing and singing a Miley Cyrus song. She posts it to YouTube and goes to bed. The next day, she realizes there are thousands of views. She's like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that. She thought it would just be her family and friends that watched it, but there's a bunch of comments telling her how good of a singer she is. Christina felt wonderful that day. She couldn't believe everyone loved her video so much. She began posting a weekly video of her doing a cover song, and her fans and subscribers started to grow. And you can still go back and watch these videos, including that first one, on YouTube today. Now, it wasn't just her voice that made people tune in. People loved her personality. She was this quirky 15, 16-year-old girl who could sing, but she was super down-to-earth. She talked about video games and her dog, and she would do these videos where she would just goof off or, like, she would miss a note on the piano and start laughing and being goofy. She seemed like such an awesome person. My favorite video of Christina's and one of her most popular ones is her in her bedroom singing a song that she wrote herself called Find Me. It was so crazy to see this teenage girl at her keyboard and she's belting out these notes like she's Mariah Carey. Then she stops at the end and she's like, okay, I hope you all like that. Does anyone want to play Xbox? Some of her videos were just her being silly. Everyone loved Christina because she was just so normal. All the way through her career, she referred to her fans as her friends. In fact, she never said fans. She just said friends instead. Christina did a duet with another YouTuber. It was a cover of a Nelly song called Just a Dream. It ended up getting 200 million views. This brought Christina's YouTube channel to 2 million subscribers, which back in 2011 was a super crazy number. I mean, in today, in 2023, it's still a super crazy number. I wish I had 2 million subscribers. But back then, it, le- it meant a lot more to have that many. But people are leaving her these lovely comments saying she was destined for megastardom. Her dad eventually had to monitor the channel, not for any reason other than he just wanted to review the comments. He didn't want her seeing any that were not appropriate. She is still a minor, and I don't blame him one bit. He just filtered out the bad stuff. He was shocked to see fans, or her friends, saying how Christina's music saved their life, how when they're a bad day, they just listen to her sing and it makes everything better. Her dad was extremely proud of her, as any parent would be. 
Christina's videos were taking off. Young girls loved her, and she was a great role model. Christina's not cussing or doing anything inappropriate on her channel. She's just singing, playing piano, talking about video games, and school. I know my daughter would have loved her. Christina did a cover of Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. She posted it to her channel. Well, this caught the attention of a woman who is known for being able to scout talent really well. Her name is Mandy Teefee. Mandy Teefee is Selena Gomez's mother. Small world, huh? Mandy saw Christina's videos and knew immediately, we need to find her. Mandy's husband, Brian, is a talent manager, and she tells him, let's go find her. She is going to be huge. They were already managing Selena, and you see how well she did. Getting in touch with Christina, though, would be nearly impossible. They were able to eventually find Christina's brother, Marcus, and pass the message that they wanted to manage her career. In 2010, Selena Gomez's stepdad, Brian, became Christina's manager. Christina won the My YouTube competition, beating Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, and Rihanna. This did miracles for her YouTube channel. In 2011, Christina is only 17, and she was asked to join Selena Gomez's tour. Selena and Christina had really hit it off, and they were good friends at this point. Christina would be the opening act for Selena's band. I think it was called Selena Gomez and the Scene, I think is what it's called. It wasn't around for too long. There's a problem, though. Christina's parents can't attend the tour since her mom is battling cancer and is unable to travel. Christina is a minor and cannot work the tour without an adult. Luckily, her brother Marcus is of age, like he's barely 19 years old, but he qualifies as an adult. Marcus would be the one to accompany Christina as her guardian on the tour. It worked out well, too, because Marcus plays guitar, so he would be on stage with her in her band. Selena Gomez and Christina did a commercial together. Christina finds herself hanging with Justin Bieber and all these other celebrities. She even worked with Dove Cameron from the Disney Channel on a song. Christina says of Selena, when you think Selena Gomez, you think celebrity, but really she's so many other things. She's very caring. Before she goes on stage, she's a goofy girl. She's fun-loving and totally lovable, which I say in the most honest way. She's not even a celebrity to me. She's just a really cool person. Christina finds herself getting a little too famous to be in school. She had a lot of people there who were happy for her, but she was also getting a lot of haters too. People made fun of her for her videos, which she truly didn't deserve. Christina's like the sweetest person ever. Plus, she was making awesome content and she's super talented, but it was decided that Christina would do better being homeschooled. The family moves from their home in New Jersey all the way across the U.S. to Los Angeles, California. Now, Tina, her mom, wasn't crazy about moving. All her doctors and chemotherapy are here in New Jersey. This is the area she raised her two kids in. But she knew Christina would have to be in L.A. to continue her career, and she was willing to do whatever she had to in order for Christina to be successful. Christina, for the next few years, had cameos in a few TV shows. Her YouTube channel was growing even more. Christina toured with Selena. Marcus was playing guitar in her band, and life is good. 
Meanwhile, Christina is still the same down-to-earth girl she's always been. She didn't let the fame go to her head. She still talked with her friends and fans, and she still danced around her bedroom and made silly faces at the camera. She still took requests for songs to perform each week on YouTube. She also gave some tips for others trying to make it by saying, I'm a perfectionist, so everything I put out needs to be 100%. So when it comes to releasing things on my YouTube channel, I triple, quadruple check it before I post it because it has to be ready for the amount of people who are going to be watching, for sure. In 2014, Christina is 20 years old, and she auditions for the TV show The Voice. This is its sixth season. I've never watched The Voice, but it's basically a singing competition. You have four judges, and you can pick one of the judges to be your coach. During this season, the four vocal coaches are Shakira, Adam Levine, Usher, and Blake Shelton. Christina chose Adam Levine to be her coach. She performed a ton of songs during the season. Every week when there was an elimination, Christina was safe. She finished in third place out of 48. Adam Levine told her, you're more comfortable on stage than I am. He also said she has all the makings of becoming a huge pop star. Now, once the show was over, Adam Levine says he will sign Christina to his record label. Little Wayne also offered for her to be on his record label, Young Money Entertainment, but she decided she wasn't going to go with either of these and decided to go with Island Records. She wasn't with them for too long, though. She would continue on as an independent artist releasing music and touring. She mostly played smaller venues and she was an opening act, but she's doing well. Christina would always do like these meet and greets with fans after the show. They're super informal and it was a way for people to get a chance to meet her and grab a picture. They also got to meet her brother Marcus, who is like Christina's sidekick everywhere they go. One was always with the other. Everyone liked meeting her because she was just so chill. She was equally as excited to meet others as they were to meet her. And she said in an interview with Teen Inc., I'm that girl that's a hardcore musician and loves to sing and write and play instruments, but at the same time, I love video games, metal music, and just being a goofy person. Christina still held strong to her faith in God, and even being in Hollywood, she was still that sweet girl from New Jersey who remained humble. Christina put out two singles independently and won the iHeartRadio's Rising Star Contest, and she got to perform at the 2015 iHeartRadio's Festival. She also performed a song on Dancing with the Stars and the Ellen DeGeneres Show. In 2016, Christina is going to go on tour with a band named Before You Exit. She will be their opening act. Christina had toured with them one year prior in Europe, This is going to be an American tour playing venues from May to June 2016. The final show on the tour is June 10th, 2016 at a club called Plaza Live in Orlando, Florida. Christina loves touring and performing, but she's pretty happy this is the last show so she and Marcus can fly home and be with family and relax after all these shows she's been playing night after night. Plus, she bought VIP tickets for this gaming expo in Los Angeles, and she's excited to get back for that. There is someone who is going to attend this final show of the tour who lives in Florida about two hours away. Except he has a different motive for wanting to be there. 
He's not coming to have a good time, drink, and sing along to the songs. Kevin Loibel is a 27-year-old man who lives in St. Petersburg, Florida with his dad and his brother. Kevin is an odd kind of guy from the surface, but underneath, he has an obsession with Christina. Not just he listens to her music or whatever. No, he is obsessed, even believing that she is his girlfriend. But the thing was, Christina's never met this man in her entire life. He would watch her YouTube videos all day long. He had pictures of her all over his room. He covered his windows in tinfoil because he didn't want any light getting into his bedroom while he watched Christina. His family says he's not mentally ill. He's just a hermit. He sat at his computer all, all the time, dreaming of Christina. He would watch the computer, waiting for her to update her Twitter. He waited for new videos. He's got this obsessive stalker behavior that others were beginning to notice. Kevin worked at Best Buy, but he wasn't good at customer service, so they put him in the back where he was on the Geek Squad team. He serviced computers and other electronics. He only worked with one other person. This other person was the only friend Kevin had. I don't know if the man was really his friend or if he just worked next to him and said hi every day so Kevin feels like that's his bestie now, but he had no other friends. He would talk to this coworker at work telling him he's going to marry Christina one day. He would say things like, she will be mine one day. He also says he goes to her shows all the time, and they played video games together online. Both are lies, but he was delusional. He believed they were a couple. Again, Christina has no idea this guy even exists. He tells his, air quotes, friend that he is going to her show when she comes to Orlando, Florida in a couple weeks. His obsession with Christina became so disturbing that this coworker reported him to their manager, like, look, I can't work next to this guy. He just talks to me all day long about this singer named Christina Grimmie. He's kind of creeping me out. I mean, how bad would it have to be for you to turn in your friend to the boss because he's talking about a celebrity? It must have been a continuous loop of just, I love Christina all day. But management can't really fire him for this. Yeah, it's weird, but legally there's not much they can do. He still did his job. He still showed up on time. He worked his shift each week. He's not interacting with customers since since he's in the back away from everyone else. So they just kind of let it go. Besides, Kevin has no criminal history. This coworker tells Kevin that he's jeopardizing their friendship because of his obsession with Christina Grimmie. Kevin had begun a vegan diet so he could lose weight, and he ended up losing 50 pounds. He's trying to impress Christina for when he finally gets to meet her at her show. He's had lots of work done, such as hair plugs and LASIK eye surgery. He had his teeth whitened. He tells his coworker that he's been an atheist all his life, but Christina convinced him to convert to Christianity. According to CNN, this coworker tried to explain to Kevin very gently that all of this was a fantasy. Christina doesn't love you. But Kevin would become irate and flip out. He also became irate when other coworkers at Best Buy found out about his obsession and told him, well, you know she has a boyfriend now. Christina was dating her producer, a young guy named Steven. They hadn't made it official online, but there's photos of the two of them, and you can tell they're a couple. 
Kevin now believes that Christina is cheating on him. This makes him extremely angry. He says Christina is his soulmate. She belongs to him and not this idiot, whoever he is. Picture yourself seeing romantic photos of your partner online with someone else. That's the feeling he had. He felt betrayed and that he was being cheated on, which is absolutely ridiculous. As the days are getting closer to the concert, Kevin seems to withdraw a little bit. He's acting differently. What this coworker doesn't know is that Kevin went out and purchased two guns. The last thing Kevin said to him was, I love you, brother, and he returned some science magazines he had borrowed from him. The day before the concert, Kevin takes an Uber to Orlando, which is two hours from St. Petersburg. He checks into a hotel, and the hotel manager described him as strange, saying he didn't have any luggage except a book bag, and he was putting off a weird vibe to everyone. He paid $269 for one night at the hotel. The next day, Kevin heads over to the Plaza Live, which is the club Christina will be performing at. This is her last show of the tour. Christina and Marcus are hanging out before the show, and they go next door to a pizza shop, never knowing that this is their last meal together. Backstage before the show, Christina prays and thanks Jesus for all she's been blessed with. Christina puts on an amazing show, and everyone loved her as the opening act. The whole time, Kevin stands in the back, alone, looking completely normal, except he's not singing and dancing like everyone else. He's just standing still, watching her perform. You can find a photo of this online. It's pretty chilling. There's a crowd of about 150 people, and there in the back is Kevin. The show ends around 10 p.m., and Before You Exit had just finished playing their set. As usual, Christina goes over to her merch table, where she's going to do meet and greets with fans. It's very informal. Her and Marcus sit behind the table, and people walk up and say how much they love her, and they've been watching her since she got her start on YouTube. They're always excited to meet her brother Marcus, too, since he's a big part of Christina's life, and he's been in her videos before. Christina never charged any money for these meet and greets and autograph signings, which is so awesome. I've paid good money to meet rock stars before who weren't half as nice as Christina. There's cell phone footage of this meet and greet. It looks like there's about 30 people in line. Someone took a video of themselves meeting Christina and handing her a letter. And it's so sweet because she asked the girl, do you want me to open it now or can I just open it later? She seems so happy and just interacting with her fans. Towards the end of the line stands Kevin. It was kind of strange because Kevin was this older guy there alone and the rest of the line was teenage girls. But whatever, people can listen to whatever music they want. Christina wasn't bothered by him standing there. Christina doesn't judge anyone like that. Kevin gets to the front of the line and Christina can see that he's sweating and appears very nervous. So she did what she always does when someone meets her and feels nervous. Christina opened her arms for a hug. She reaches out to embrace him and make him feel more at ease. And Kevin pulls out a gun and begins shooting Christina. Everyone hears the bangs and begins screaming and running. Christina's brother Marcus, who is a hero if I've ever seen one, 
jumps over the merge table and tackles Kevin. He's not thinking about himself being shot any second now. He just does what he has to do. He wrestles Kevin to the ground and takes the gun from him. Kevin gets up, but Marcus knows he has his gun now, so there's not much he can do. Except Kevin leans back against the wall and pulls a second gun from his pants and places it against his head and fires. Kevin is now dead by suicide. Marcus said it all happened so fast. This room was full of people and suddenly everyone was gone and he's there with two dead bodies. When people talk about Marcus and his bravery, he says there was no time for fear. He had to get that gun from him before more people died, even if it meant putting his own life at risk. The father of the guys in Before You Exit is a doctor and he was at the show. He comes running over and sees Kevin is obviously dead and there's nothing he can do for him. And then he sees Christina a little further away. He had no idea she was the person who was shot, but he recognized the clothes she was wearing. He checks her pulse and she has one, but it's very faint. He begins CPR and screams to get her to a hospital. She is transported to Orlando Regional Medical Center. Kevin shot her five times, and she was hit three times. Christina died shortly after arriving at the hospital. She was 22 years old. Marcus's cell phone rings, and he sees it's his dad calling him. This is going to be the toughest news he's ever had to deliver. His dad asks how the show went. Marcus tells him what happened, and Christina just passed away. Her parents get on a plane and head to Orlando, where a detective would be waiting to pick them up. Her autopsy report showed she had gunshot wounds to the head and the chest. Kevin was identified right away. He had his ID in his wallet. Police found he had two loaded guns on him, plus a hunting knife. Kevin's family had no idea who Christina Grimmy was. They say they never heard him speak her name. They didn't even know of a TV show called The Voice. They also said he was not mentally ill. They left a handwritten note on the door for any reporters to read that said, Deepest sorrow for lost to the family, friends, and fans of the very talented, loving Christina Grimmy. No other comments. Just a little over 24 hours after this horrible act, another tragedy would occur just 11 minutes away from the venue where Christina died. There is a gay dance club in Orlando called Pulse, and on this night, a gunman would enter while there were 320 people inside. He begins firing at everyone and everything. A total of 49 people died and 53 were injured. It was a horrible night, and it's hard for me to talk about. People still to this day in 2023 talk about the Pulse Club tragedy, especially at Pride. And, you know, this was a place where folks felt safe and accepted, and to just walk in and have their lives taken from them is just unfathomable. Three days after the Pulse Club shooting, another hit for Florida. A two-year-old boy at Disney World was with his family, and they were standing near a lake when an alligator came out of the water and snatched the little boy and pulled him into the lake. 
His body was recovered after a 16-hour search. With all this stuff going on in Florida, there was a lot of news. Christina Grimmie's fans and friends cried for days. How could this monster just come in and take her life? She didn't belong to him as he thought she did. Christina was going in for a hug. How could this have happened? I found out they were checking bags that night. Moms and daughters had their purses searched, but Kevin just walked right in. The Plaza Live now has a big page on their website with their bag policy. It says bags will be searched and they must be clear and only a certain size. However, Kevin didn't need a bag. He had guns in his waistband. It doesn't say anything about searching your person when you come in, just that your bag will be searched. A lot of people paid tribute to Christina. Selena Gomez had a show the following night in Miami and stopped partway to talk about Christina and how when she was 14, her parents signed her to their management company. She dedicated the next song to her. Justin Bieber did the same thing at his show. Charlie Puth sang See You Again and dedicated it to Christina. Adam Levine called Christina's mother and said he and his wife would personally pay for her funeral and to have her body flown back to her home state of New Jersey where she would be buried. He'll pay for everything. Adam said in a statement, Christina was a natural, a gifted talent that comes along so rarely. This is yet another senseless act of extreme violence. I am left stunned and confused how these things can conceivably continue to happen in our world. As for Kevin, there isn't much of a mystery or investigation. They've got dozens of witnesses that saw him shoot her, and now he's dead himself. All they can really do is find out the motive for what would have caused him to do this. That's when everything came to light about his obsession. They couldn't get into his phone because it was passcode protected, and he had wiped his computer clean and destroyed the hard drive. The bottom line was he had an unhealthy obsession with Christina, and if he couldn't be with her, he wanted to make sure no one else could as well. Christina had a public funeral as well as a private one. No guest singers were there, just audio of Christina singing. It was a beautiful service, and her life displayed on video on a big screen with the room filled with Christina singing coming through the speakers. Thousands of mourners arrived. Many were fans of hers and traveled a long way to be there. Marcus continues to update Christina's social media even today. He has control of her works, and I can't think of a better person to have that responsibility. Marcus said, I feel very blessed because tragedies happen every day and people are left with nothing. Christina left behind video, pictures, re records, so we have so much to hold on to and it helps us cope because it feels like she's still here with us. Her family launched the Christina Grimmie Foundation in 2017 from their website. The Christina Grimmie Foundation is a charity created to support families who have been affected by the tragedy of gun violence. The foundation provides tangible services to help these families who are encountering hardships so they may focus their energy on healing. People helping people. On September 2, 2018, just a little over two years after Christina died, her mother succumbed to breast cancer. She had beaten it three times. Her family said in a statement, While this is a bittersweet moment for us as a family, particularly after losing Christina two years ago, 
We rejoice at the thought that Tina and Christina are united once again in the presence of our Lord and Savior. According to the Courier Post Online, in Christina's town of Medford, New Jersey, in 2022, it was reported that a 16-year-old girl named Ryan Brown is a singer-songwriter much like Christina was. She even attends the same high school Christina did. Her family had become good friends with Christina's brother and dad. Christina had all these unfinished songs at the time of her death. Ryan was given the blessing by Christina's family to finish one of the songs Christina and Marcus had written. It's called Rule the World, but it wasn't finished being recorded. So Ryan lent her vocals to finish the song and it was released and you can listen to it anywhere you get your music from. It's a duet and it's pretty catchy. I listened to it earlier today. It was released the day before what would have been Christina's 28th birthday. Christina is buried in a cemetery in Berlin, New Jersey, near her mom's grave. Her headstone has a cross, and it says, Mommy's Girl. It also has Player 2 inscribed on it, which is a tribute to her and Marcus playing video games together, something they each have tattooed on them. Rest in peace to Christina Grimmie, a bright light put out way too soon. She was just beginning what would have been a dream career. From the days of sitting in a room recording vocal tracks to performing on stage with Selena Gomez, she did a lot in her short time here on earth. Rest in peace also to Christina's mother, Tina, who supported her daughter even though she was going through cancer and didn't let that waver her support in any way. That's it for this week, and I'll see you all again soon. Take care, and much love to you all.